Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast and happy hump day. Theo is here. Do not forget to hump someone you love. It is the most important day of the week, signifying one, that you can hump someone you love, and two, the latter half of the week is upon upon us. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to behold. Such is Theo being here back on the show. He missed two days of work. It was really hard. I feel like the vibes were just not what they could be without Theo in the room. He's so happy he's back. He's ready for, he's ready to get his hump on. Oh my God, he's looking so delicious. I want to eat you. I want to put my nose up your tushy. Oh God, he's turned. Um, So yes, happy Wednesday. There is so much going on in the world. We of course are here to break it down for you. Former Bachelor Colton Underwood came out as gay this morning on Good Morning America. We have lots of thoughts. It's Wednesday, so of course it's hump day. We also have Dear Toasters, our advice segment, and a real high point for everyone, in my opinion. Yes. And we had one of our merch drops this morning. The 100% collection is now officially available at shopmorningtoast.com. We've got mugs. We've got crewnecks. We've got sweatpants. We've got stickers. We've got phone cases. We've got hats. Um, Hat. Hat. We've got hat and we've got Mr. Hat and you know, they are flying like hotcakes. So make sure you head over to shopmorningtoast.com. I am here wearing the pink crew neck that says 100% in size extra large. I'm wearing size medium. I've been wearing medium all week. This material, I've been getting a lot of questions about the material. I would compare it to beautiful, stunning and smart because it's like super light. Also back in the day, the sorority crew necks, if you grabbed one of those teal ones, the teal 100% is very similar to that. So it's much lighter than how you dern. Yeah, the how you dern and the redhead sweatshirts were more winter based they sweaters. They were nice and thick, but these are more lightweight. So like we're wearing them on a beautiful spring day and I honestly feel like perfectly suited for the weather. Me too. I'm wearing shorts and this and I walked here and it was absolutely delightful. Like the breeze between my thighs. Also. Today's your first day of showing your legs. Yeah, I guess like. You know, I tried to deny it for as long as I could. Like, spring is officially here. Therefore, like, summer is around the corner. Um, not really where I wanted to be, you know, body-wise. But you know what? Hot girl summer knows no bounds. And mine has officially started. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy to see your legs right beside my legs today. No, if I were you, I would be happy that my legs are here too. Because <laughs> mine are so much more pale and, like, big than yours. And they're just, like, distracting. Because yours are looking lovely today. Well, my legs had their introductory day yesterday. So they were feeling, like, shy yesterday. Yeah. And, but now they're, like, they're comfortable. And so... So my legs are saying hi to your legs and make wanting your legs to feel like welcome and comfortable. You want to touch? Um, so we have a really busy show and I don't want to like dilly dally, but I do want to clear up some rumors. Um, Claudia says there's rumors about me swirling. There is. There is. And I'm not even joking. There has just been like, at least for me, and I don't know if people are reaching out to you, there has been an outpouring from our toaster community. People are like worried about you. Okay, they just I feel s- like you have been talking a lot about your retreat and like your kind of going to this retreat for a reason. Okay. Um, like, are you feeling down? People are just like feeling like you're maybe feeling off. I have told the community that in my personal opinion, I think you're fine. Okay, now I realize what you're talking... Well, so when I saw one post in Talks After Dark, because like after Monday, the poster felt like I- there was something off with me. I felt sad. Definitely Monday all day. I like woke up wrong. And I usually like at some point in the morning, it corrects itself. But like all day, I was just unwell, like mentally, physically. I was so tired and I was just like, I can't with today. I went to LivMeth and I was just like, yeah, you know, so 
Monday was a wash for me. Okay, but that's has, fair. That has nothing to do with like the wellness retreat. Like I really am going to the retreat like for my physical being. Like 2020, like when we went into the pandemic, like I was really in the best shape of my life. Yeah. And then the year just completely deteriorated that. And now we're coming out of it and I'm like expected to be the same person that I was, but like I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I just want to get this year off me physically. That is a great explanation. And also mentally. So... I I'm just taking matters into my own hands. Like I'm I'm sick of like every Monday being like, and now it's going to yeah, start. Yeah. Like I just need a jump start and I feel like the wellness retreat will be that. I know it's not gonna like solve all my problems, but it will like right now I don't even know what I'm doing like eating wise. Like I'm just like snacking all day and I'm also like not even if I get motivated, like I just lose momentum so quickly because I'm still not going anywhere. So I'm yeah. just like, why not have a cookie in my house that's gonna make me happy? As opposed to like 100%. You know what I mean? as opposed to like depriving myself for like this when I get out. Now what do you say to the rumors that you are actually not going to a wellness retreat, but you are going to rehab? <laughs> Is that a rumor? Because I did a Q&A yesterday, just like talking shit, you know, and I got like a bunch of questions like about you, how you're doing. And then someone said, Is Jackie going to rehab? And I just think you should clear up those rumors and tell your truth finally. Okay, finally. I'm not going to rehab, <laughs> um, but like, no, I'm not going to rehab. I actually have never been drinking less in my life. Yeah, camera light. Um, I don't know what the person would think I was going to rehab for. Like, what addiction? Set, my, Maybe investment addi- addiction. My addiction is food. And so I'm going on a fucking wellness retreat. Yeah. By the way, speaking of investments, everyone who held on to Dogecoin, today was a good day. Yesterday was a good day. Yeah. Do you have any Dogecoin? No, I do not. Ugh, I bought $200 of Dogecoin. And, like, I bought it at 0.04. And as of last night, it's at 0.11. Or actually, so, this morning was at point twelve. Have you made money? I invested one hundred and ninety nine dollars, and now I have five hundred dollars. But I don't have it until I pull it out, and it's like, do I pull it no, out? No, you now? don't pull it out. You leave it there like forever. Oh, for real? Yeah, because no, that's what you do with traditional stocks. But like, but Bitcoin, it's Dogecoin to the moon, so like you're not at the moon yet. I know. I'm like you're so like, panicked. Not, you're still even in this stratosphere. Like you're nowhere at point eleven. No, I know. I'm so panicked. I should no, keep just it. You say forget about it. Like set I it, did forget about it, but set yesterday it and forget it. Okay. Okay. It's been like two weeks. If anyone has like a really hot tip, like just please. Oh, actually, no, that's insider trading. Please do not come for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, but if you have um, not a tip, but like advice on like. Yeah, there's plenty of financial advisors. I need one. Yeah, you do need one. So I'm so glad that you are I'm glad clearing that I up the up. rumors. Thank you everyone for being like so in tune with how I'm feeling. I know. And I also have gotten like so many people reaching out. One, to be like, where are you going? Like, I, right. I need a wellness retreat as well. And two, like people who are feeling similarly. It's just been like a rough one. I'm just ready to put it all. Behind To you. start anew, you know? Well, if people are really interested in the journey, you will be vlogging it for our Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Morning Toast. And really like the vlog camera is going to be like my only friend because I'm going almost like anytime I have a, a thought or like a joke, like By I'm going to talk to the vlog. It'll probably be really really healthy for you to like kind of have like a video diary outlet yeah no otherwise like I'm just gonna be bottled up so solitary so yeah. like, when I come back to my room I could be like hey guys like yeah. we just did this and that really sad you should go live <laughs> on Instagram and stuff so like you could have people to talk to I don't like going live on Instagram but I hear what you're saying okay no or I could just like FaceTime everyone like I do from my bed every will, single day yeah. <laughs> um so yeah I'm really really excited I leave on Sunday and I will keep you all abreast of my progress and I'm just like really looking forward to a new sensation I'm so happy for you I will be a uh, programming update for uh, Monday through Wednesday of next week while you are gone Ben will be joining me in studio. That's exciting. Um, yes, he has agreed to all three episodes, but I have to record like super early in the morning. So just kill me. Um, that'll be exciting. And then Thursday, Friday of next week, Ben and I have to head to Florida for a simcha. So there will be no episodes. Yeah, there was um, never going to be episodes anyway, which is why it worked out perfectly. to take the retreat that week. So just keep in mind, we're back in studio next week for sure. But Thursday, Friday, there are no shows. Great. I'm excited for Ben. I'll probably like listen to the podcast every day yeah. like, while I'm on my walks and my retreating yeah and so make sure it's good yeah make sure it's good yeah i'll be listening wow i'll hear what you say you listen every day oh we're not gonna say anything about you no i don't always listen when i'm not here no but you listen you're always here and you listen every day because you do the show every day you know what i was saying but like (laughs) i'm gonna be like listening every day like because I'm going to be like just a, yeah, a no, listener. No, no. I heard that. Yeah, I heard it twice. <laughs> no, no, I don't think you, you know, I, I, th- I think that you heard it, but you weren't listening. No, no, I fully heard like the whole thing, not once, but twice. And I think maybe now that would be the third time. But I wasn't sure that you were listening. But I was. I always listen to you. You're so smart and beautiful and stunning. 
the lies. No, no, for real. Um, should we dive in? Because like, it's just like, how can we talk about anything other than Colton? Yes. Oh, but I did finish my book and I just want to share. Wouldn't recommend it to you. Okay. By the end, like I was, I was fine with, sort of fine with how it ended, but it was a really frustrating book, like a little creepy and like not in like an interesting way, in like a creepy ass way. And um, the main character like was so infuriating at times. So I think some people would like it. I'm not recommending it to you. Thank it was, you. It was The Hunting Wives. Thank you for your honesty. Yeah. But um, I rated it a three because the end, it ended pretty well, but it was just frustrating. And that's that on that. Fabulous. Oh, and now without further ado, do, 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 where are you? He's right here because he's here today on hump day. Here are the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Fabulous. And I'm very excited because it's laundry day for me, which means my sheets are finally being washed. Um, and it's very appropriate that today's episode is brought to you by Bowling Branch, where all my sheets are from. And I absolutely love Bowling Branch. It's good to know what goes into your everyday essentials and every night essentials like sheets. Make a stand by laying down on quality sheets made by more ethical textile and manufacturing. So Bolin Branch not only is the most fabulous set of sheets, they're so reasonably priced. I've had them since before they were a sponsor because uh, Rach Parcell put them on her Instagram story and I thought if they were good enough for Rach Parcell, they'd be good enough for me. And then once I learned more about Bolin Branch, it's like I feel good sleeping in them and I feel good, you know, spending my money on a company that's better for the planet. 21,000 metric tons of carbon emissions have been saved thanks to Bolin Branch. They use sustainable raw materials, organic cotton, wool, responsible down, recycled springs, natural latex, latex. They have no harmful pesticides or GMOs. And it's better for the people. They have a fair trade certified process and it is 100% sourced from family owned businesses. They have 2.8 million pounds of fair trade seed cotton purchase and they're helping over 12,000 farmers stay out of debt. So you can feel good knowing that not only do the sheets that you have uh, feel like everything of the sort, um, but they also are ethically made, sustainably made, and that feels good. I, I'm very particular with sheets because I am a nighttime sweater. I sweat in my sleep. And so I like um, light uh, fabrics, fabrics that are cooling, fabrics that don't make me sweat. And I've been using Bowling Branch now for like, I revamped my whole bed like a few months ago and it's been truly life-changing. If you want to feel the difference quality can make, head over to bowlandbranch.com and you can get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use the promo code TOAST at checkout. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code TOAST. Check it out. I really stand by these sheets. I've been using them since before they were a sponsor and they're super cute. Sometimes you just need a fresh... Yes, and that's what the pandemic taught me. Like, my sheets were not cutting it. Yeah, and your bed needs to be your happy place. And with Bowling Branch, it can be. Amen, Sign on, make your bed your happy place. Sign on. Okay, first story, the big story of the day, The Bachelor's Colton Underwood comes out as gay. He says, I've ran from myself for a long time. Colton Underwood is speaking his truth. The former Bachelor star 29 came out as gay during a sit-down interview with Robin Roberts that aired on GMA this morning. During the personal conversation titled Colton Underwood in his own words, he said he came to terms with his sexuality earlier this year after a long period of self-reflection. He said, quote, I've ran from myself for a long time. I've hated myself for a long time and I'm gay. And I came to terms with that earlier this year and have been processing it. The next step in all of this was letting people know I'm still nervous. It's been a journey for sure. I'm emotional, but in such a good, happy, positive way. I'm the happiest and healthiest I've ever been in my life. And that means the world to me. So I feel like there's a lot to break down here. Yes. The first is that I think that it's unimaginably hard to grow up in football, very religious and struggle with these thoughts. And I think it's like huge of him. And I'm so happy, really, really happy for him that like he got to this place. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't want to take away from that because at the end of the day, like this is a celebration. I'm really, really happy for him. And I, I actually can't even imagine like what it's like, not only to like struggle with the secret, but also in the environment that he was in the bachelor, which is like so heteronormative Heter- yeah. and like football, which is like, the, and he said in his interview, like you're surrounded by people who are just like, that's so gay. And like, that is only used for negative things. Right. So I, I can imagine like how painful confusing that is. And like when he said, because he's so religious, he used to like literally pray at night, like, please take the gay away. And when he got chosen as a bachelor, like he's never been happier because he thought that like God quote unquote, like fixed him and like took the gay away. But there's a whole other element to this story, which is really not being spoken about. And it's like, I am happy for Colton, but also like I'm a little sad for Cassie at the same time, because like, as everyone knows, we reported on like a few months ago, like Colton was like stalking and harassing Cassie, like putting trackers on her car. Um, And I think, that what I'm struggling with that I think maybe other people are struggling with too is like how to kind of reconcile being like really happy for Colton but also like 
having empathy for Cassie. Right. And also reconciling this happy moment with, you know, the last piece of news we heard about him, which was that he was engaging in stalker behavior. Right. And, like, Cassie is now, like, a victim of his who's, like, seeing him being universally celebrated, which, like, I'm struggling with. Like, he should be, but, like, I can... I just have, like, a lot of empathy for Cassie, and I feel like she's really not being spoken about. And especially in the interview, like, with Robin, I feel like they really glazed over it. And there was, like, one question about it. And maybe there was more, and they edited it out. But Robin was just like, well, what would you say to Cassie? He was like, I would say I'm sorry. But, like, did you say you're sorry? Like, have you spoken to Cassie? Like, yeah. Where does Cassie stand? I mean, it's only been a few hours since it came out, and maybe she'll speak for herself. But I feel like, in general, we don't really hear a lot from her. I feel like he's you know, he's obviously very public and he said a lot about a number of things over the years and she's always been kind of private for a person who was on The Bachelor. Yeah. So I don't... He wrote a whole book and like she didn't say anything. She didn't comment on it even when like they were, the restraining order stuff was happening when they were breaking up. We still didn't hear that much from her. Yeah. So I I don't imagine that things might change now, but I agree with you. Like you have to wonder how she's feeling right now. And I I imagine that she's known from this about Colton. Either he told her um, because she's really never publicly disparaged him in any way. Like, even when he's given her reason to, aka stalking and harassing her. Um, so I feel like Cassie's actually, like, Cassie's a really good person. And I would like to hear from her. But you're right. Like, she has maintained a actually unusual level of privacy for someone who won The Bachelor and someone who even, like, went on The Bachelor. It's just, yes. like, unnatural for Bachelor contestants. It really is. But at the same time, like, I just, I can't stress enough, like, how I think Colton's setting a really good example for people who, you know are in sports, for people who grew up very religious, for people in Bachelor Nation. Like, the impact of this is huge, and I don't want to downplay that, but I also don't want to downplay the fact that, like, we can't just, like, glaze over the fact that, like, Cassie is, like, a victim of his. Yes, I I agree with you, and I think that we can have both of those feelings and yeah. feel happy for him and then also want to still hold him accountable for those things. Yeah, I'm happy for him, but I'm more so, like, happy for, like, the... the um the precedent he sets, you know? Because it really is, like, the first, I think, the first cast member, oh, well, Demi... Lead. Well, then, lead. The first lead, yeah. And it's a really, like, big deal, and people in the gay community are celebrating him as they should, and I'm really happy for him. Um, Because you could tell... happy for him. He was so nervous in the interview. And, like, it's clear that, like, he's not even, like, fully, like... Like, can't believe that, like, this is happening. Yeah. And I actually thought it was really sweet when he said, like, the most impactful thing was, like, when he told his dad. And instead of saying, I love you, his dad was like, who can I tell for you? Like, what can I take off your plate? Yeah, how can I help? And I thought that was really sweet. And he was so visibly nervous. I do need to talk to someone at GMA uh, in the audio department. About the misophonia. About the microphone. Like, Mm -hmm. why was it the most high-tech microphone? I could literally hear him swallowing. I could hear him breathing. And he was obviously nervous. But a lot of people go on GMA and do interviews where they're nervous. And I don't hear, like, the inside of their you don't hear their thoughts. <laughs> yeah, like, it was such a crazy microphone. I was curious if I was the only one who picked no, up on that. I noticed it, and I usually don't pick up on, like, audio Misophonia. things like that. Like, it typically doesn't bother me. Me too. I noticed it, too. Immediately. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they were doing it, like, for dramatic effect. Because no, it was no. obviously, like, a very nerve-wracking thing to say out loud. Yeah. But I just had a, like, I had a problem with it. And it's obviously not important, but I was just curious if other people picked up on it. Yeah. No, I picked up on it. I had a problem with it. and But I don't think it was on purpose no I mean I don't know it was so loud so loud but ultimately I'm really happy for Colton I feel like we'll we'll the reactions will start to roll in like from Bachelor Nation and and maybe Cassie or people who know him and I think everyone's whenever someone chooses to you know be their authentic self and shed what other people think they're supposed to be it's 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 a a celebration it's a joyous occasion I agree and I feel like he was so different in that interview than like we'd ever seen him before and I really am happy and honestly like he is already like the most eligible bachelor literally in the gay community Once again every single one of my gay friends texted me and was like do you know him like how do we get set up like what is he like and I'm like oh my god I literally don't know him but he's super nice but now we have to we have to set him up yeah no mentally. for sure mentally yeah um so yeah this was just like a crazy story yeah but exciting development yes happy for Colton truly yeah Are you ready for our next story? Yes. Because Olivia Rodrigo has announced her debut album, Sour, will be out next month. The 11-track project will feature her hit single, Driver's License. I want to go through the tracks. Yeah, well, I think the name Sour is very appropriate. No, it's so appropriate. And actually, because, like, it actually makes me feel, like, really good about, like, 
that the, she's self-aware. The self-awareness, yes, exactly. Yeah, because with these two songs that have come out, everyone's like, get over it. Like, you lost your boyfriend to another girl. Like, get over it, get over it. It's clear she's not getting over it, and the entire album's about it, because the title is named Sour, and, and all the tracks. And here are the tracks. Brutal. Traitor. <laughs> Driver's License, which is actually the most benign title right. of them all, even though the song is, like, savage. savage. One Step Forward, Three Steps Back. Deja Vu. Good For You. Enough For You. Happier. Jealousy, jealousy, favorite crime, hope you're okay. Yeah, I like how she ended it being like, I'm so mad. And then it's like, hope you're okay. I think that's like a natural course of emotions for like a young emotional I, person. I think that's an emotional journey of an al- that an album can take you on. Yeah, so if you were like one of those people who's like, get over it, Olivia Rodrigo. I don't think that this album is for you. But beyond that, she's just proven herself to be like an incredibly talented musician, songwriter, and artist. And I think that this is going to be like a huge album for her. And I cannot wait like for her success because I'm a really big fan. I agree. There's also a lot of pressure, I imagine. Like yeah. to go from driver's, driver's license, license, like the album has to, in order for it to be as successful as driver's license, it literally would need to break every record. I hope that she's like just focusing on the art, not letting the pressure get to her. But I imagine like, you know, once you break every single barrier, it's like your follow-up. Well, you can only go down. Right. So, but I think given the talent that we know she has, I think this album will be really great. But I imagine she's feeling a lot of pressure. Agreed. But I do think the album will be really successful for a multitude of reasons. One, her follow-up single to Driver's License like did not flop. It did very, very well, especially for like a first-time artist. Like we forget, like this is her first original piece of music like ever released on her own. So Deja Vu did really, really well. And she has the power of TikTok behind her. Driver's License blew up on TikTok. Deja Vu was like a trend on TikTok, like with the inverted filter. Also, I got rid of my TikTok timeline yesterday. Like I was just so fucking fed up with feeling guilty. So she has that on her side, which as anyone in the music industry knows, like if TikTok's on your side, like you are automatically like landing on top 10 billboards. So she has that. And she has raw, undeniable talent. So I don't think in any way could this album be bad. I agree. I think there's just like a lot of pressure to not be a one hit wonder because yes. the the success of driver's license like could be just that. I don't think that it is personally, but I'm sure that's like what everybody is worried about. Yes, but she already is not a one hit wonder. To you, because you hear her song Deja Vu on TikTok all the time, but for the people who... For the people who, like, just have heard of Driver's License yeah. outside of TikTok, like, it's an SNL sketch. It's, like, all these people who would never hear a song by a 17-year-old artist. Like, it has broken through every barrier. Deja Vu didn't do that. No, but I totally disagree. Like, Deja Vu was number seven on Billboard. Like, that, for, like, a first-time artist, like, that's huge. Like, you can't, even though TikTok, yes, exists in its own space, there are real music industry ramifications Yes, I'm results. just saying, I don't get into an Uber every day and hear Deja Vu playing. I literally hear de- Driver's License all the time. You can't escape it. And so I'm not saying Deja Vu is not a successful song, but, like, it's not Driver's License. And that, no, of but course that's not. what, like, a one-hit wonder sometimes can be. Is No, but I totally I disagree. What? Like, a one-hit wonder is a one-hit wonder. Like, Deja Vu is it? You're not a one-hit wonder if your second song lands on the top ten of Billboard. Even if it's because of TikTok. The... The canon of memory is so much longer than than just like the, her next song being number seven. Like, if in a few years from now, say nothing else were to happen, like Driver's License is a one hit wonder, regardless of Deja Vu hitting number seven. No, like Billy Ray Cyrus is a one hit wonder with Aki Breaky Heart. I'm sure he had other hits. I, I don't. I don't. I I'm don't sure agree. he had other songs that that were decent, but like well, the most recent example was Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, Call Me Maybe. Yeah, and so. I think that, like, she maybe struck again with the Siesta Key song, like, 10 years later. But most people would regard her as Siesta Key. Do you I mean, think, as Call Me Maybe. Do you think she's a one-hit wonder? Yes. Okay. So, like, if you think she's a one-hit wonder, and she actually has so many hits. Yeah, but she is. Okay. But it's just because of the, the level that Call Me Maybe reached. Like, really no other song can, can reach that. But she didn't have other songs immediately thereafter that even charted. I think like she, she literally fell off the face of the earth. No, her whole, all of her albums have been so good. Like I love all. Like she has so many hits. According to you, no. I mean, according to your standard of of hits. No, but like Olivia Rodrigo can't be considered a one hit wonder just because like not only did she break all those barriers, but like she's also like the darling of young Hollywood. Like she, in the music industry, like she is adored. Like she's so famous. I know, but it's it's like it hasn't been that long. I'm just saying. I don't. No, think we'll that see where the album will... goes. Of course. Yeah. But I do think like she, thanks to Deja Vu, is beyond the stigma of one hit wonders. Like, okay, and I just want to say, if you're holding Carly Rae Jepsen, if you're saying that she's a one hit wonder, then so far Olivia. Rodrigo can't have beat 
by the way, can't have out. I don't that. think I would say she's a one hit wonder. I think the world would say, but like I respect and appreciate the art of of right. Carly Rae. Like I know you, a lot I know of her that, songs. I know you have respect, and she's huge in the gay community. Like she's a gay icon. Mm-hmm. So, because because the gay community has taste, right? No, I know that you have respect for Carly, and I know I know. I'm that just saying how the world the regards world, her, and I'm saying the world. We're actually saying the same thing. I'm saying the world has only her driver's license. Even though Deja Vu is popular and number I seven disagree. and on TikTok. I disagree. Okay, but that's what it boils down to, the disagreement. Yes, agreed. I'm so Ag- glad we got to the root of that issue. Agreed. But you know what? Only time will tell. So that's you true. can agree with me, you can agree with Claudia, but only, only time, time will tell. Only time will tell. There's so, no way to predict the future. We'll see you in time. I think we need a good five years before we can call this one. Well, we also have to see like where the album like lands. Like, yeah. How is it? Like, Are there other songs that people love? And then like once people start touring, that's the real tell of like whether or not... You can have music do very well and chart. And if you're selling out huge stadiums, arenas, like good for you. The real, I feel like the real mark of like what makes like a, an artist versus like a superstar is like when you tour, mm-hmm. who buys tickets? Are you coming? Who's opening for you? Like, what's it like? Are you a good live performer? She's never performed live before. Yeah. Well, it's like she, on High School Musical, she's never per- performed live performed, as Olivia. She performed in the auditorium. She performed in the High School Musical. Yes. <laughs> Okay, we'll keep you abreast. Talk to us in five years and we'll find out who was right. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. No, I literally feel so good about it. <laughs> no, no, like I, no, here's I the think thing. we all feel really good about it. Here's the thing though. I wouldn't bet against Olivia Rodrigo. I'm just saying that that could still happen for her, which is why I imagine she's under a lot of pressure. But I, yes. think, I think she'll out punch the pressure. I hope so. But I'm just letting you know there's pressure. Yeah, of course. Are you ready for our next story? A yeah. little happy bed bed news. Brittany Cartwright yes. has given birth to a son, Cruz Michael Couchy, on April 12th. I always forget that Jax's last name is not Taylor, because it, it should be Cruz Michael Taylor. Uh, or his first name should be Taylor. Oh, that'd be cute. That would be cre- cute, but it's Cruz instead. Which is also really cute. Yeah, really, really cute. Popular name on Bravo. Stephanie Holman's son is named Cruz, as is Cameron Westcott. Spelled differently, though, yes, yeah? Yes, I think, I think. We have a Z and we have a, a, NS. a cruise ship. But... Here's Cartwright's Z. is a Z. A Z. C-R-U-Z. Michael Couchy. He was born on April 12th at 1.51 p.m. And they have never been more in love. He's the most precious gift. And I'm so blessed to be his mommy. It was really sweet. I'm so happy for them. I feel like Brittany's just like wanted a baby her whole life. And I do think that like part of Jax's kind of journey in the last couple of years to bettering himself. Like this is really like the the cherry on top of it. Like, I'm really happy for them. They're a really nice couple. And their baby's super cute. And Cruz is a great, great name. And I can't wait to see the mommy content coming from Brittany Cartwright. Yes. And now we're three out of four of the Vanderbumps. Yeah, Sheena still has to give birth. And Lala already gave birth. Jossie already gave birth. And, and Brittany, Brittany just gave yeah. birth. So. It's really crazy how it all happened. Like Yeah. And by the way, considering everyone else has girls, he, Cruz is officially the number one guy in this group. Oh my God, you're right. So that score has been settled again five years later. And I'm so happy for Jax because like, you know that that's important to him. And it's like he really got everything he ever wanted. You know, he got the house in Valley Village and he got a son who's the number one guy in this group. A hundred percent. Oh my God. I love a full circle moment. Yeah. Happy for him. Happy for him. Happy for Cruz. Know that I am. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Justin Bieber says that the first year of his marriage to Haley Baldwin was really tough. Oh my God. Like the Jelena stands, like the people who still ship Justin and Selena, like take every bit of news and like blow it the fuck up. And it's Are like, they like thinking this they, means something? Yeah. Okay. While gracing the cover of GQ's May issue, the 27-year-old singer recounted low points in his life that were caused by his own personal struggles and how his wife of two and a half years, Haley Baldwin, helped him out of those dark moments. Describing himself to the outlet as someone who has always... Uh, who was always compelled to get married, he said, I just felt like that was my calling, just to get married and have babies and do that whole thing. However, Bieber went on to share how his own personal demons caused a strain in his marriage to the love of his life. Quote, the first year of marriage was really tough because there was a lot going back to the trauma. There was just a lack of trust. There was all these things that you don't want to admit to the person that you're with because it's scary. You don't want to scare them off by saying, I'm scared. Yeah, I mean, everyone takes this as like, well, what does it mean with that Selena? Like, is he talking about that he was afraid to talk to Haley about Selena? And it's like, it's so disrespectful. Like, Haley Bieber and Justin Bieber have like proved themselves to be OTP. Like, they're so in love. I think they're such a good couple. I think they set like a good example for people who like, especially Justin. Like, I actually have a lot of respect for him. Like, I think he's done a really good job of like showing how hard it was to get so famous so young and like the demons that you can deal with and coming out of it on the other side. And like, he found Jesus and he found a wife. And like, I think 
he actually in his own weird way like became a really good role model for young people mm-hmm. and I I really like fucking hate when people just like keep making it about Selena it's like let Selena move on with her life even though like she keeps singing songs about him and let Justin like move on with his life like I just know that Jelena stands are like coming for this episode I so. can't believe Jelena stands like are exist st- are still around no no and when he's talking about like the trauma that and this he's beer, not talking about Selena. My mind didn't go to Selena Gomez. I think we all know he's like really struggled with like substance abuse. Like yes. that's where my mind goes. Yes. And I think it's so and being admirable. Lonely. Yeah. And so for anyone to like make it about anything other than like his actual demons, like it's so fucking disrespectful. No, it's so disrespectful and so surface level. And I just don't know how honestly Haley Bieber. It's so surface de- lyrics. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how Haley Bieber deals with it. Like, of course, every celebrity, like, signs up for, like, a certain amount of comments and trolling. But, like, she gets it more than anyone. And it's, like, they just don't fucking leave her alone. Like, these teeny boppers who are obsessed with Selena Gomez. Like, it's so rude. I know. But, like, she's just on top of the world. Like, I she's hope she... so sickening. I hope she finds a way to just, like, look around her and just be, like, I'm going to ignore these teeny boppers Because today. I'm literally, like, the Princess Diana of America. Like, no, she's literally, literally... She is... So cool and so famous and so everything of the sort. And, like, I actually think she's, like, the coolest girl I've ever met. So I'm so happy for her. And, like, in these last couple years, I feel like she's blossomed into being, like, you know, a friend of Kendall Jenner to, like, being arguably just as cool and famous, if not more, than Kendall Jenner. No, 100%. She was just, like, another one in that, like, group of celebrity kids. Yeah. But she has just left her mark and made her mark. And every day. On fashion, on society, on culture. No, 100%. Every day, it's something new and fabulous from Hailey Bieber. And I think that she's inspiring a generation of fabulosity. And for that, we have have no no choice choice but to stand. Yeah, I agree. So I, I... have had this like journey with Justin Bieber in the last few years. And now I, I'm at a point where I have such immense respect for him and his journey. And I just love that. Like, I think him and Haley are like really indestructible, like obviously not on wood, but like, I feel like they are like, they're settled. I totally agree. And even reading this was surprising. Cause I feel like the day they decided to like get engaged, like they knew exactly what they were doing and that it was all like, systems go from there so to hear that the first year was really tough was surprising because I feel like even when I look at them now I'm just like oh they're, they're perfect perfect yeah but they're you're also perfect. they go you're through their perfect. own things so you know perfect together they keep it personal they're not like airing all their dirty laundry 100% and that's why like we just literally live for them 100% and are you ready for a fifth and final story a little random reality news oh it's not that Bernie Madoff died no it's not that oh, you Bernie, were just sharing that I was just letting you know that Bernie Madoff died in prison at the age of 82 from a terminal illness in case anybody wanted to know bye I just didn't have anything to say really beyond that no me neither bye Good day, sir. Good day, <laughs> sir. Um, no, our fifth and final story is a little reality show news that I just that I sent you last night. Oh, this is okay. <laughs> Pepsi is um, setting a new ridiculous reality TV show. Um, it's a dating competition on MTV called Match Me If You Can, and it features a bunch of ex reality stars who I'll share with you, like being matched up. It is also hosted by Lauren Speed Hamilton from Love is Blind, which is a very redeeming aspect of that the show. That is the only positive thing I have to say about this particular show. I will get into why I think it is the definition of a loser-on-loser reality competition, but I think Lauren Hamilton, like, being tapped as the next Chris Harrison is so fabulous. I know, but this is also, so this is, um like, a branded content yeah. Viacom and Pepsi show. Like, I think it might even be, like, not a full a commercial. show. Like, I think it's going to be, like, I... I had seen it was going to be after in the finale of like another show. So it might just be like five minutes at a time, even though the trailer looked like they went to very London, long, like, long lengths. Yeah. yeah, it looks like Bachelor style. But Match Me If You Can is produced by Viacom CBS's in-house branded content studio. The five-part series will bring together eight former reality TV stars, including Ashley Brooke Mitchell. I'm sorry to this woman. What is I, she from? I don't know. I don't know her. Eric Bigger, we know. From The Bachelor. Harry Jowsey. Too from hot Too Hot to handle. handle. Onyeka from, from the Bachelor. Bachelor. Natalie Negrotti. No clue. No. Kyra Green from Love Island. I think she's going to be great. And based on the previews, she, um, I'm sorry, Kira Green. She might be linking up with Harry Jowsey. Oh, cute. Yeah. Joey Sasso. He won The Circle on Netflix. Okay. And Kylie Smith. Yeah, no, I'm so sorry to this group of people. I'm sure they're all lovely, but this is really <laughs> losery. Especially because I don't even think it's a real TV show. It's a branded TV show, which makes me think it's literally a commercial. Yeah, it's a commercial, but they like go on dates. And it's, I, it sounded like a good concept for a reality TV show. And like half the cast, at least the members that I know, like I feel good about Eric Bigger, Onyeka, Kara, and Harry Jowsey. 
Yeah, no, I'm hosted just... Hosted by Lauren Hamilton. Like, I feel like there's something here. It also sort of reminds me of X on the Beach a little bit. Yeah, because at some point when you're like a recycled reality star, you're really not going on reality TV to find love. You're going on it for career, for money, for Instagram followers. So do I think this is going to be like a true love moment? No. Um, no, you never know. It's just, this but, seemed a little losery to me. Sorry. Yeah, no, I knew it seemed losery to you, but I, I happen to watch like a lot of these shows. You I do. feel like, because I watch Love Island. I watch Are You the One. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm kept abreast. I watch Two Out to Handle. I watch Love is Blind. I can't wait for both of those shows to come back. Yeah, that'll be really good. Vanessa Lachey. Mm-hmm. Um, put on her Instagram story like she had a day off while shooting Too Hot to Handle in Chicago. Love so is like, Blind. Love is Blind. So it's coming. And the new season of Too Hot to Handle has been filmed. Oh. Remember, because that's part of the drama between Francesca. <gasps> yes, yes. And, and Haley. Haley. Okay. So that was the Fast Five. Feels so. You needed to know them. Some of them. Um, which let's one? Dive in, which one? <laughs> I'm um, kidding. Colton. I'm kidding. Uh, let's dive into TV recap. Did you watch Real Housewives of Dallas of last night? Of course I did. It Actually, was, it's not of course because sometimes yeah. we don't. It was cute. Like the redneck relay was cute. It was cute. You know what? Like the episode was meh, but I had a lot of laughs. Yes, me too. When Cameron Westcott accidentally dove into like that pile of shit because she thought that's how you won the relay, like I actually lost my mind. No, lost my mind when Stephanie and Brandy dressed up as Bigfoot and then Brandy started breaking it down as Bigfoot, like grinding. I was laughing so hard when Brandy came in the next morning and started cleaning everything up <laughs> as Bigfoot like in the hot tub when Deandra was explaining why they were like the Billy Bob Thornton team and she was like because you need to be two names in order to be in the south she was like Billy Bob Bobby Sue Billy Jim Jim Bob it was so funny the episode was full with laughs but it also was filled with a little bit of drama that I actually some of it where I thought were really interesting fights like when fucking Ka- uh, Carrie dumped tomato juice all over their beds that was to crazy me, that's a friendship ending move like no, no good times are worth that 3 a.m. and you no longer have a bed to sleep in and everything smells disgusting. Also, the house was in such disarray, disarray all weekend. I was just like, how are these fine ladies of Dallas like living like in this, this? shithole? Yeah. You know? Because it was such a nice house and the second they got there, the kitchen was a mess. The backyard was a mess. They were all like covered in shaving cream and going in the hot tub. Like they did not get their deposit back. Disgusting. I can't imagine how it smelled up in there. I know. And like they're so refined, especially like Cameron and Tiffany, like, I just, I was shocked. I was really, it was literally like men were in there. Yeah, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. They brought back the um, Bigfoot Hunter and Carrie gave him like one of the worst apologies I've ever seen in my life. And then he ended up apologizing to her. Like, I just love this man. And I really have so much respect for Stephanie for not like just letting it go and like bringing him back and making him like remember this time with those women fondly as opposed to like, oh, that time I went on TV because I thought it would be like fun and I ended up getting embarrassed. A hundred percent. And he refereed the um, redneck relay. relay. And so I was glad that like now he'll be remembered as the referee, hopefully. Um, But still, like I have a a weird feeling about the whole thing. Like, and I still don't feel like great about it. And I just hope that if you're ever like in Oklahoma and you're looking to do a Bigfoot tour that you call him. Yeah, I just left with like an icky feeling in my stomach. I just really am so overcarried. Like she... Last week, she made a, had a little bit of redemption when she was, like, visibly remorseful about the whole little pee-pee thing and just, like, acting like an animal in the house. And here's the thing. When you do something, like, that you're so, that you feel that way about because you were drunk and, like, you just have this moral hangover and you're crying mm-hmm. to your friend, here's what, here's what. You don't drink that night. Yeah. You know? Because then she made a bigger ass of herself with the tomato juice. Yeah. So I'm just, like, over her and it's, like, I don't know. I'm just over her. I'm so, so over her. Like, I'm over her on the show. I'm over her. I'm over women, like, being friends. Like, I don't know how you could be friends with someone that... Think that that does that and thinks that thinks that 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 is a logical response to a fart bomb. The group just like lets her get away with so much, and it's frustrating. And it's also frustrating that we now know that she landed in New York for the reunion and tested positive for COVID. So she won't even really be she'll be remote, but Damn. she won't even be there like really answer for her sins. You know? Yeah, that's frustrating because she's probably the one who I feel like so far she's has a, the most to answer and for. And she's the villain of the season. I would yeah. say. So that's really annoying. And it's also kind of weird that like the, all the women of Dallas travel to New York when like Andy could easily just like go to. Dallas for the day that's so true it also probably like increases the amount of like risk for COVID if there's 10 people traveling them in their hair and makeup versus just Andy yeah but maybe between all the crew and, yeah. and production that they have in New York it actually is less people if you fly the women there yeah it's just bizarre um 
so other than that, it was a fun trip and there was like funny moments, but it's really not like turning out to be much. No, and there were so many moments in the episode of like people's personal drama that I was um, like, oh my god, literally I'm, on my phone the whole time. Okay, so like, if something happened, I, I didn't. I, I don't want to be rude, but like I really can't take the Tiffany stuff anymore. Like, and I'm sure everyone you, you said it last week, and you're right. Like everyone films their personal stuff, and they definitely don't show everyone's. But like, it's the same conversation with her husband, and then the same one with her mom. And it seems like maybe last night they put it to bed. I really hope so because no, I can't watch anymore. But it, it's like in all the years of your life, if your mom like wasn't someone who opened up to you and like was super emotional, like why do you think? now with a film crew in your house is the best time to do it it's so boring and it's so lame and even deandra who i love i don't care like if you're gonna make us watch stuff about like your step family like getting back with them like i want figures like how much money did you take from the will and how much did they take like if we're gonna be forced to sit through this family drama i want details i was only watching with one eye and one ear (laughs) (laughs) so i might have missed half but it sounded like she got it all but again, I want figures. How I much? want figures, yeah. Yeah. Also, but it's funny because Cameron's personal stuff with the spirit is... The do- I was fucking crying, but I also thought it was, like, so beautiful. Like, I, I truly loved it. And I thought her scenes with Court when, like, he was talking about how, like, life is really hard and serious and, like, he loves living in a pink bubble with Cam, like crying no they are really cute I personally did not love the dog communicator segment oh my god I I loved it no I did not um but I agree I think that like they're they actually have like a really strong marriage no and I think a lot of people could like take some of the things court says like out of context like because sometimes it does feel like he like thinks she's like silly or whatever but I actually think he like so loves that about her and I think it like makes their life so fun Mm -hmm. and I do think that Cameron is actually a lot smarter than she lets on and she's probably like a boss bitch yeah I love her I love her so much and I so much so that I even love the dog communicator. Yeah. Like I feel sad about the Real Housewives of Dallas because I feel like there's a lot of gems, mostly like Stephanie and Cameron, who would do so well if it was like an actual good show, but it's just not. But it's like why can't it what's wrong? What I don't needs know. fixing? I don't know. There's like really not that many like fights. I can't explain it. Like I know, but then it's like Okay, so should Leanne be there? Because it used to, then it would pop off. Fine. <laughs> like But no. like we were like it was also infuriating when it's like everyone's getting along and then there's someone who's just like stirring up like artificial drama and it's like you don't fit with the group. You know, I just think that this is a group of women who's like actually like the definition of like Southern Bells and like they really don't have that much to fight about. Okay. No, I agree. But then it's like how come Beverly Hills, well, again, like a group of women who... Because they're in Hollywood and they're just like there's so much salaciousness and drama like just naturally from being in LA. Like yeah, I guess. it's a dramatic town. I just don't think that New York is... A, I mean, Dallas is a dramatic town. I get that. And I also feel like because they're in Hollywood, like they know that they can play it up and that doesn't have any like real bearing on their personal lives. Right. Whereas like in Dallas, I think that they are all very protective. Yes, of their image and their family. So like, it's but just I, like I don't think that they're holding back. I just don't think that... Me yeah. either. It's just boring. Yeah. So that's that on that. Um, is it okay if I dive into Dear Toaster? It is okay. I feel ready. I look forward to seeing what you guys have for us this week. Hopefully an update. Hopefully. Do we have an update? Oh, we do! We do. Okay, so let's dive in. Uh, Dear Toasters is our advice segment. We do it weekly on Wednesdays. So if you ever want to write in, get our advice, you can do it anonymously. You can change people's names. The email is deartoasters at gmail.com. And if you've written in recently and you have an update for us, please update us. Hi, Jackie and Claudia. I have a very weird story. Stick with me. I live in a very nice, quiet, and well-taken-care-of condo complex in Central Florida, full of mostly retirees and working professionals like myself. The building is mostly open to the outside, no doorman or anything like that. I've been living in the same condo for five years, and about three years ago, my across-the-hall neighbors moved out. Since the day of the move-out, there has been no one officially living across the hall. However, about the time that they left, I noticed that there was an extra-large water bottle outside the door. I immediately thought that this water bottle was just left there by someone moving moving out or working in the condo but i swear the same water bottle randomly appears outside the door to this day sometimes it's in the same exact spot and sometimes it's a little bit of a different spot but it is always the same water bottle and is always full of a clear substance that i assume is water it looks like a half used normal everyday water bottle and for the longest time i just assumed someone meant to put it in the trash but forgot but now that it has been this long and it's still there i just don't get it 
Why is it still there? Literally three years later. Why is it gone outside? Why is it gone some days and back the next? Is it a signaling device? Is someone filling it and leaving it outside for someone? There's still no one living across the hall, but someone does come in and come in and out every once in a while. I've noticed the doormat is sometimes askew, askew, or the lights are on. I know the condo was sold to someone slash some company about a year ago, but the water bottle is still there. Should I confront the person who comes in and out of the unit? Should I call the police? Should I just pick up the damn water bottle and throw it in the trash? Is this a front for an international crime organization that uses it to signal people? Have I been watching one too many episodes of Law and Order slash Blue Bloods? What do I do? All assistance is greatly appreciated. Um, I don't think it's a front for an international crime organization, but I do think you should get a ring doorbell and yeah. just surveil the situation. Because if anything, this is just like a fun activity for you until you find out that like it is crime. For now, it's just like a fun little, maybe you are listening to like one too many true crime podcasts. 100%. But there is something weird about it. So like get a ring, get like a cheap ring from like Amazon. Yeah, or like a Furbo, Nest, whatever. And just survey the premises. Yeah, I think it's a good thing to have regardless, you know, to invest in your security. So especially if there's something going on there's definitely something like weird but i don't know if i would jump to crime yet but we are living in crazy times and it is florida my initial thought was squatter me too my initial thought was squatter immediately and like maybe someone knows that the squatter's there leaving them water this this is squatter central but yeah the apartment was uh, sold but not used permanently so that's the perfect place for a squatter 100 percent. someone is living it up in the central florida condo Sounds nice. Yeah. Invite me. It's a squatter situation. <laughs> but get a ring doorbell because I want to know what it is. Yeah, me too. And update us. All right, next up. Hey, Claudia and Jackie. How you doing? Doing good. This is a long one. Here we go. Back in November of 2019, one of my, who I thought was my best friends, got engaged to the man of her dreams and I was asked to be a bridesmaid. When COVID-19 lasted longer than the expected two weeks, plans changed and the maid of honor told everyone that the bachelorette was postponed indefinitely. I took COVID super seriously because both my parents are high risk. I was still open for meeting up and walking outside. The bride and I met up a few times and whenever the wedding came up, she told me she wasn't sure what she was going to do. I didn't want to be annoying, but I kept reminding her that I was there for her for whatever she needed. One day, I see a bunch of Instagram stories of a bachelorette party that's going on instantly I got a pit the bride posted a picture and said something along the lines of thanks to my girls for surprising me with a wine tasting day trip for my bachelorette party I decided to call her and leave her a message saying I missed her and that I saw she had a bachelorette party and was sad to not be included but that I still wish for her the best and asked to meet up that week she texted me back and said that it was a surprise and that since I had been taking COVID so seriously the maid of honor figured I wouldn't go since they did not reach out However, I'm a teacher. I've been double vaccinated for a while and my parents have been too. I would have loved an invitation. Eventually, we met up for coffee and she told me her her and her fiance were planning to elope in Vegas in a couple of weeks. I told her I was so happy for her, but something still didn't feel right. Two weeks later, I see that she got married in Vegas with the rest of the bridal party and 50 people. I felt blindsided and lied to seeing as how she told me she was eloping did she not think i would see the social media posts i unfollowed everyone because i was honestly so sad and it was crushing me to see this i also unfollowed the bride on find my friends because i didn't want to be obsessing over checking it i got a text from the bride about me unfollowing her on find my friends and on instagram the text was long but said she had to give up a lot of things to be married during covid and that she loved and respected me she said that she wished i could have been there i did not reply because i don't understand how i go from being in the wedding to not being included in a small destination wedding where all the other bridal party members and their husbands and boyfriends were invited to fast forward to today and i still have not replied to the text because i don't even know where to begin should i reach out any help would be so appreciate appreciated sincerely a canceled bridesmaid but a proud toaster this is like making me sad like the longer really we went sad. on it's like and this girl like, like literally cut you out of the wedding like there's no excuse for any of that and I don't even really feel like you have to respond to her text message. Like, she's made it abundantly clear. Like, she literally wants nothing to no, do with you. No, unless she's literally going to, like, gaslight you and tell you, like, you've done nothing wrong. And then, yeah. like, continue to hurt your feelings. And, like, I'm really confused. But I also, I, like, I don't know how to say this. But I feel like she, when people show you your true colors, you have to look at them. No, I know. The homegirl, like, literally made it very clear, like, she doesn't want to be your friend. No, so but like, why, why do you? She, but like, you guys have been friends for a while. You said like you were going to be a bridesmaid. Like, why doesn't she want to be your friend anymore? Like, if I were you, I would just want to know like what happened. Yeah. Um, because it sounds like maybe you did something. I don't know. You know, it sounds like you guys are like beating around the bush. Like, okay, if you're going to respond to the text message and be like, you've made it abundantly clear, like you don't want to be my friend and you don't want me at your wedding. And like, can you let me know if there's anything that I did just so I can know for my future no, friendships? Just like be like message received. I've got the message. Yeah, like, I'm. I'm. I'm not you've upset made it about abundantly clear. I'm not. A, and I would do this like even maybe in person so she can't like around yeah. the issue and like send a fake ass text message. Like I would just go to coffee again, be like, 
I have received your message. Like, you don't want to be my friend. My receiver is on. I'm not important to you. And you know what? Sometimes friendships, they fade. And, and it's been and a not cra- every friendship is meant to last forever. And it's been a crazy year and things change. And I understand that. I just am like need to know what I did or what happened. Because it's eating me up. Like, I can't sleep. Yeah, no, like, because it's, like, an unsolved mystery of my life. Like, please, if you ever cared about me as a friend, just, like, let me know. And just make sure to, like, get over the fact that, like, she, like, virtually dumped you. Like, get over it. Yeah. Work it out internally before you go meet with her so you don't, like, start crying. Like, then be like, I have come to peace with the, I've made peace with the fact that, like, you want nothing to do with me. I have received your message. My receiver is on. Can you just let me know, like, what the reasoning was? Like, did you just, like, get over me? Did I offend you? Like, are you jealous? Like, what was, what was the reason? Or, like, because I'm just going off of the information that you gave us. Like, and the only thing that I could conceive of, unless you left something out, is, like, maybe because you were MIA all of 2020 because you were high risk for COVID, that maybe everyone was hanging out all the time this year. Like, every single day they became best friends and, like, there was no way to bring you back in. But, like, far-fetched. Far-fetched. But that's a really good plan. Like, Come to terms with it, make peace with it, and then go talk to her. And, and just be very matter-of-fact about it. finding mission, because I want to know as well. Yeah. I want to know. All right, our final one is an update. Hello, Claudia, Jackie, Bruno, and Theo. Oh, Bruce, I miss him. I didn't think that my story was that interesting, so I was unsure if I should send an update, but I decided why not. If you don't remember, I was a toaster that thought she might have seen a dating app on her dad's phone. Well, you both told me not to snoop and not to tell my mom, and guess who didn't listen? I just morally couldn't keep that to myself. It felt wrong. Plus, I'm nosy as hell. A couple days after I emailed you, I saw my dad left his phone unlocked, and he walked away. Being the nosy person that I am, I took a look and found that he did have Tinder downloaded. I ended up telling my mom, and they split. But after a couple months of being apart, my parents decided they wanted to try starting. O- they, they didn't want to try starting over at their, this age, so they got back together. I regret not listening to you ladies because I just found this whole thing strange, and I wish I wasn't a part of it anymore. <laughs> Plus, I now seem like the crazy one because I find it hard to trust my dad while everyone thinks everything is fine. Whatever, I guess. Give the pups a hug for me. Love, a toaster who should have fucking listened. I'm so well, sorry. But you know what? It actually sounds like maybe you did the right thing. Like, you no, got it because all. because now she's like known as, no, she's like the they, snitch She's the a family. family snitch. And they ended up exactly where they started. No, I know. But like, at least like you're not burdening yourself with this secret. And at and the end of the day, And you have strengthened trust with your mom. And like, there's, there was honesty. And really, honesty is the best policy. So don't be, beat yourself up about it. Like, sure, you're the family snitch. <laughs> no, I think maybe you should beat yourself up about it just a little bit. Because we told you exactly what to do when you didn't listen. And now it's like, she's right. Like, there is like a brokenness between her and her dad. Because like, well, I'm she sure was already, if she, even if she didn't say anything to anyone, she would not trust that man again. And she would always like feel some type of way about stuff. So first, yeah. so like you got everything out there and they ended up back together. If they didn't end up back together and it was like, they were both like living like in a condo and like feeling really sad and like their lives were just like completely upended. I would be like, yeah, you should have listened to us. Yeah, I guess. But because like it all, everything happened and they're back together. Like I actually feel like it's okay. Okay. Give yourself some grace. Thank you for the update. We really appreciate it. And again, I can't stress enough. If you have written into us and we've given you good, bad, or decent advice, please email us an update. We want to know how things worked out. And here's the thing. You might be the family snitch, but someone's got to be. So true. That email is deartoasters at gmail.com. Again, if you ever want to write in, the merch is now live. Head over to shopmorningtoast.com. Get your crewnecks, get your mugs, get your sweaters, get your hat. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting this launch. And we hope you have an amazing hump day. Again, cannot stress, do not forget to hump someone you love. Don't forget. Sometimes I feel like people forget, and it's so important. That but that's why we do what we do. To remind them. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're listening to us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found. So on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I have Radio Castbox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you have an amazing hump day. We will see you guys tomorrow for Thursday. Oh, we are so close. So exciting. We'll see you. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.